0: So look at this, still fits me after 10 years. So this is gone. <laughs> not, Like red raw. Look at these little fat fingers. My favourite food ever is fish, chips and peas. We need to get in. We need to get in. It's a puppet. Don't you do that song. <laughs> no. And You're not, you're not having any no more chips unless you eat that. And let me tell you that now. <laughs> get it in,
1: do oh. ah. <laughs> Look at that squirrel.
2: Hello, welcome to episode three of the In Brother Words podcast. Uh, my name's Tommy. This is my brother, Robbie um still a pretty new podcast three episodes in going well so far yeah um really uh happy with the support we're getting so thank you to everyone who's subscribed so far we're currently on 89 subscribers so we're edging towards that 100 mark um yeah so if you like what you see please like the video subscribe um because there's plenty more coming discuss a lot of topics um, and then we're going to get some interesting guests on as well. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Um, and that leads us on nicely to our first ever guest on the In Brother Words podcast and what a place to start, Mr. Mark Bolton.
0: How you doing? <laughs> you good? It's great to be here today. I love your show. I just love your show. <laughs> really do. I've got all your albums. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you so
3: much for doing this for us. Yeah, me. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. Not a problem.
2: Um, so we're here to just have a nice casual chat today. We want to kind of discuss a whole range of things because I know you've got... Um, quite a loyal fan base from all over the country because of what you do. Um, so yeah, we want to go a bit personal, a bit not personal, a bit light-hearted. Cover a range of topics. (laughs) Is that all good? Of course, it is. Fantastic, awesome. So I think the the logical place to start is um, talk to us a little bit about childhood. So any fond memories? What
0: was childhood like for you? I had the best childhood you could ever wish for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We didn't have a lot, but what we had. Uh, we we made um, good use of. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, eighties. I mean, you can't remember, you weren't born in eighties, were you? No,
3: ninety four and ninety six, so a bit before have... our time. But tell us about it. Great. Well,
0: <laughs> we start was what I can remember. The, the furthest back I can go was probably around about when we moved to Newhall, um, which was about nineteen eighty two when we moved to Park Street, and it was it was awesome. Awesome. The music. Um, I had a great sister, which we, we never got on. I don't, did you get on when you were younger? Me and you. Me yeah. and Rob. Yeah, it's, yeah. Weird. it's a weird one because. Um, it blossomed over time. It, <laughs> yeah, it grew,
2: we, you grew to like me, I think, didn't you? Yeah, it all came to a blow um, when uh, Robbie. Smack me with an Xbox controller and split me lip.
0: (laughs) Never got to that level. Xbox. We had a ZX Spectrum plus (laughs) if we was lucky. Yeah. Uh, daily Thompson's decathlon doing this trying to make (laughs) it run. What's going on? What's the age age difference then between you and your sister? I was born seventy four. She was born seventy seven. So is that three? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You do the math. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Three years. Uh, But like I say, nineteen eighty two was a great year. We moved to Park Street. Um, the Christmases, I remember. We, we used to say, uh, Dad, I want a bike, or I want this. And it was always, see what Santa brings you. Yeah. It was always at Christmas you got this things. Now, kids, they have what they want, when they want. Yeah. And this has lost its meaning, but what a great childhood. I mean, we could go to the local orchard near Newall Church, and uh, we used to play Rambo, okay? So, <laughs> I mean, I used to carry a Rambo knife with me just round the street, you know, <laughs> you know with the uh, compass on the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh god and we used to go into the the woods and play army but they used to shout to me oh, we know where you are i said why I says you're doing the rambo music it? <laughs> <laughs> and it was and then our, our parents well especially my mum, she was at home she used to say you know have a great day and we'd go in the school holidays at, at nine in the morning and we won't come back until the street lights came on as, yeah. soon as that streetlight came on we knew it was home we gone. just felt completely safe to be Absolutely. out and about all day it yeah. was great you know and we weren't safe but we had no social media mm. telling us you know, mm. but, yeah um, but we we had the best of times great friends we used to play knock door run do you remember that <laughs> yeah. we call it parcel force now don't we, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah we used to knock it, and they, they used to come out we know who you are who are you <laughs> <laughs> that all about um <laughs> kirby i mean we've all played kirby
2: yeah yeah it, that's even um survived the test yeah, of yeah. time with it me sounds, and it? It.
3: yeah yeah me, me and tommy are like a weird generation where <laughs> we sort of played outside still a bit until maybe we were like seven eight we were still going out and playing and doing the football and things like that mm-hmm. and then we slowly went into the xbox playstation sort of generation and so we've sort of seen both sides whereas obviously kids now are
0: just all technology on well, we had nothing no phones no mm. social media it was go out and make. We used to make bows and arrows with a bit of string, and across the road from the post office in Newhall, there was two patches of woodland. Uh, as you walk down the uh, s- smack opposite, uh, like a little walkway to the chapel. Yeah, and there used mean. to be two patches of woodland there, and we, that was our Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Nam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we used to like put our fingers in mud and. St- Put it, put it over us to camouflage and uh. anybody walking past up to the post office, we used to fire arrows at them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> With,
2: oh, I knew you were going to have fond memories of your childhood because I always notice on Facebook anything like 80s or whatever, you love, love it, it, don't you? The nostalgia. I love the 80s. Uh, so, about
0: the music then? Well, you can ask me any question on 80s music <laughs> and I'll knock it out Pop. Is that your mastermind? <laughs> it, yes. Yeah. It, that Alvi, The TV was good in the 80s as mm. well. You've missed some crack. Alvida St. Pet, mm-hmm. Minder. Yeah. I mean, I can remember mum and dad. They, well, my mum used to make us watch Dallas. Every, I think it was on a on a Wednesday. And we used to have fish, chips, and peas from Hillcrest. <laughs> That's still, watched... still around but then, Dad. Yes, days, it yeah. was. Yeah, it's been there since 1844. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my dad Same saying, oil as well. My yeah. dad <laughs> used to say, Right, we're going up the chippy. What do you want? I'll say, I'll have fish and chips, Dad. You know what I mean, that? <laughs> we can't afford that. I said, well, what you asked me for then? You'll share a sausage with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: obviously you, um, you're you still living in the SWAT area now. Yes. I was interested um, to ask you, has much changed in your time?
0: Uh, well, we sold the house in Newall, and the council went mad. But, um, <laughs> no, no, when uh, I, I, I got married at a younger age. Uh, I, was, I was only uh, 20, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had my daughter, Connie. But um, we, we we always stayed in Newall. And then when uh, we, me and Jackie separated, I moved to uh, Woodville. Okay. And I've been there ever since. And it's great. We, I, I, I just love the area. I love the Swaddling Coat area. Mm. I love the people. Yeah. Um, my dad's always had pubs and clubs, which we'll probably talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah we will do. Uh, later. Mm-hmm. So, just, I've always been in this community. Could I live anywhere else? No, probably not. No. no. no.
3: But don't you feel like, you probably, you're a big part of the community that ran here though, are not you as so
0: well? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. You're allowed to
3: blow your own trumpet a little bit. <laughs> <don't we? laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's particularly with like the social media and stuff now, it's, it's allowed you to sort of gain some sort of oh, following on Facebook and things like that. Unbelievable. Um, so people you know, can go out and see you at a gig, and whereas before they'd say, oh, I saw this Mark Bolton, he was brilliant, and then that'd be it.
0: Now they can follow all your Absolutely. stuff online. and Check the dates out where you're going to be performing, um, your videos, your hopefully this yeah you know yeah yeah It, it times have changed boys mm. times have changed but h is great memories yeah. yeah so about school then so what school did you go to uh i went to elmsley drive okay from there we went to springfield brilliant great schools great uh elmsley drive that we had a dinner lady there uh mrs clifford if that's not Adolf Hitler <laughs> reincarnated, I don't know what was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. she used to wear this <laughs> this lipstick so thick, and and then a black pencil round. Do you look yeah. like a clown. Jesus. Yeah. Honestly, and uh, I hated cheese and I hated fish as a kid, and we used to have like a fish in cheese sauce, and I just wanted loads of chips. And you know you're not having no more chips unless you eat that. Let me tell you that now. <laughs> Get it in you. And I said, "Well, it made me sick. Get it in you." And what did I do? I was sick, really. Yeah, covered oh. everybody. It's like The Exorcist. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then we finished up in Pingle. Mm. Pingle, yeah. So did you go to school with our dad? Is this it, it sort of age? Well, how old are you? Uh, no. Nineteen. So I don't.
3: Forty-seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our dad's like forty-nine. Forty-nine. Yeah, a yeah. so yeah. 40 years older. Yeah,
0: than yeah. he I, it was. I can remember him. Mm. Um, he used to bully me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I can remember him, but yeah. oh, what great days. If, if I could go back tomorrow, I'd go back tomorrow. Yeah. I'd, I would learn a little bit more. Mm. I really would. Mm. Especially languages where I, I, I never flew until these last few years. You yeah. know, I would never get on a plane. So I was left at home when mum and dad went on holiday. And I can remember the French teacher, Mrs Slater, she used to walk into a class and I'd turn around to my mate, Ozzy, uh, and I'd go, I'm going to make her cry
3: really yeah uh, yeah and
0: we did we kind of like she she wanted to leave a job and everything yeah, yeah. um but would i go back and start all over again yeah, i would yeah. yeah yeah absolutely
3: i think that sometimes cause i think a lot of people can um, relate to that like the, your school yeah. years being your sort of your most enjoyable ones but, um, unbelievable so you didn't fly in an airplane no. until a couple of years ago
0: no well i say a couple of, about 10 years ago yeah um and it was my friend ronnie over in spain he says i oh, want you to come and see me No, not a chance. No way. And he booked the flights. Mm. He said, "Well, I've booked the flights. You know what I mean? Uh, All you got to do is, I I got my passport and everything. Yeah, I I, I got that, but I just wouldn't, just couldn't get the, um, the courage to do. it. Yeah, was this fear of flying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, a friend of mine came with me, um, and flew with me. And once we were up there, I'm thinking, what the hell? Yeah.
3: Did you think, oh, these years I haven't come,
0: Uh, wasted? Yeah, completely Mm. wasted shame uh and i've uh, you know I've been all around the world made the up series. for it now. yeah we are, yeah <laughs> Skegness,
3: yeah <laughs> no more so what about so um so what did you do like at school in terms of like gcses or was it o levels or right that uh, well that's like... a bit
0: of a story that is because uh i never went back to any i can remember my mum; she used to work at a shop called arthur arthur Cock, arthur foxes mm. arthur cox was the Derby manager arthur foxes <laughs> they were a fruit and vegetable yeah. <laughs> in swad and uh I can remember the secretary of the school coming into class once saying, uh, Mark, you've got to go home straight away. You've got a dentist appointment. And I'd get home and there'd be a note on the table saying, Mark, was short-staffed. Get your ass down here, quick. Oh, now. really? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know why I could say that. But, um, so I didn't actually go back for any GCSEs. Yeah. Um, I left um, to work with my dad in the building trade. So do I, I wished I had, you know i'd have done them i really do but yeah. no no qualifications whatsoever really not wow. now you're
2: the first guest on the podcast yeah so exactly yeah. All <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when did the
3: music when did, when did that come into your life then, in terms of like from a job perspective
0: as a job perspective um was when my dad he had the greyhound at woodville mm. so we're shooting back uh 1990 1991 which is 30 years and uh i just left school, and he was just coming out the building trade into the pub trade, and he says that y- you can earn some money at this. And you could, you know, not as much as what you can earn now, but yeah. you could earn some money. So in them days, we used tapes. Your people that listening to this ain't got a clue what tapes <laughs> are, but they're, they're kind of like we'd use an iPod nowadays yeah. for our music. They're on tape, so I had all my tapes done professionally. I got some homemade speakers and an amplifier, And uh, I had a great upbringing in the pubs because I could go there and and learn my trade in my dad's pubs. Yeah. So that's when it kicked in for me. And then it wasn't till 1992 as I went full-time professional, got my business cards done. Mm -hmm. And my name was going to be, this is a true story, uh, Mark, sorry, David Marks, because my second name was David after my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'll have David Marks with an X, like Richard Marks. Yeah. And then Michael Bolton released "How Am I Supposed to Live Without You," <laughs> Bolton <laughs> spelt B O L T O N, and uh, well, I thought I might as well just change the K to a C on the Mark. Got my cards done and away I went. I've never looked back.
3: Okay, so your actual name has got a K in it. It's a K. I oh, K. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's like I was, exclusive. I was, do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about um, whether you had any stage names. that was Yeah, the way, I but, just yeah.
0: changed it from a K to a C. Mm. Yeah. And it was all down to Michael Bolton. And when I met him uh, two years ago, Sam Bailey took me backstage to meet him at Nottingham. Yeah. I says, I finally met the original Bolton. Yeah. He went, no, his real name was Bolatin. Oh, really? Yeah, he changed it to Bolton. So yeah, yeah. Because I thought we were family. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Boltons meet again. Yeah, yeah. No, There's quite a lot of
3: people like that, isn't there? Because you know, like James Blunt, his surname's actually Blount, but he said it sounded too posh, so he changed it and stuff but I think that's quite a common yeah. thing, isn't it, in the music industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. So how long have you been, had you been doing it like, as a hobby? So you'd always done it as a kid, in terms of playing instruments and things like that.
0: Absolutely. I can remember as a kid, um, my dad, used to, he got me this um, ghetto blaster, they called him in them days, with a radio and a cassette on it. And I used to sit on the toilet for many hours with <laughs> a pair of drumsticks and the aerial for the, the radio as my microphone. Really, I, until I couldn't feel my legs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum's banging on the we, we need to get in, we need to get in. <laughs> and I'd be that so, music from an early age, big time. Um, the, the influence is, is what my dad was listening to, which was country music, um, just great singers. And Joe Longthorne, he was a big influence, uh-huh. so uh, that's when it was a hobby. But then, when obviously, when we went into the pub trade, all my dad's friends were all musicians, mm. so it was kind of like the way to go, yeah. You know? And the only way you could make a living at it in them days was probably being a solo act mm. or in a duo. And uh, that's what I did. Yeah. So
2: h- how did you kind of get that, that ball rolling um, in terms of becoming um, you know, a pub act in the area rather than just the, way, the place that
0: your dad had? Did he help you get into other places? Did he have contacts in the it, area? He did have contacts, but it was a matter of... I can remember once going, getting the Yellow Pages, going to the pub section, and then ringing every single pub in the yellow pages in a local area from East Leak, which is Kegworth Way, yeah. Swadlincote. Ke- and just saying, do you do entertainment? And if it was no, bang phone down. Yeah. If it was yes, I say, well, you know, I'm a singer. And they they either gave you a chance or they didn't. But they couldn't find new acts unless they gave you a chance. Yeah. Your job then was to get a rebooking. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's how I got a lot of contacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: did you did you always know that you know from when you started that this was what you wanted to do long term or did it ever feel like i'm just going to do this for a bit until i find something no, else no it was
0: the only thing i could do yeah and, and could do well at the time you know and my voice hadn't broke still i don't think at the time so i was still <laughs> singing like phil collins on helium <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, I got people booking me the phone was ringing for for gigs which in them days you go out for 40 quid yeah. and it was good money yeah but your time's 340s, that's 120 quid mm. a week, which in the early, very early 90s it was a lot of money. And yeah. I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. Mm. Wow. Really, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was the only thing I was good at. So I became to appreciate it. And uh, well, I've never looked back really. Yeah. Was
3: there any element of it where it was like you resented it because you were missing all the social time yeah. off? And it, yeah, because you obviously you're working unsociable hours, I suppose, isn't it?
0: No, not at all. Um, absolutely not at all. I, c- I can remember my dad always making me go upstairs um, and have a practice on my piano on my keyboard uh, before I went out playing. But I always had time to play with all the you know boys and girls, football mm. and things. Yeah. But I always, music was my first love, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Did um, you have uh, lessons on the piano? I started? did. She was very good, aren't you? I'd, I'd, uh, only a few lessons, not a lot, because she was awful. <laughs> this woman in Hartson, <laughs> Mrs. Barker, she used to hit you on the hand with a little ruler. You bet. You know, and I just please don't take me today, Dad. Please. Yeah. You're going. It's cost me 150. You're going. Yeah. Please. And I just, but my dad, he taught me how to play. He, he learnt me all the chord structures. And if mm-hmm. you could play chords, you could busk. Yeah. Mm. If I was to say to you, right, we're going to do Teenager in Love and it's in C, you knew that what chords came after what, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, C, F and G with an A minor. Yeah, yeah. So he learnt me all that. And then it was just a matter of teaching myself. Hmm. Which was great. Did you play well, any at school? Any instruments at school? Um, my favourite instrument at school was the dinner bell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, uh, I was. I used to play drums at school. I remember Bob Castle, Mr. Castle, the music teacher, dragged me out of all different lessons to come and play drums for him. Um, while he was doing some uh, like dance uh, for the dancers, you know what I mean? The GCSE yeah. dancers. Yeah. He'd have to play piano, and he wanted a percussionist. I can remember him uh, dragging me in a few times and I always thought I was going to be a drummer. Yeah. Yeah, I was
3: yeah. going to say is if you had to choose one instrument to now, go and do
0: professionally
3: like as a, you know, not I you wouldn't be a singer but you'd be that, what would it be? It
0: would years ago when it was, would have been a, a drummer. Yeah. Now it would be a saxophonist. Oh really? Yeah, because playing in bands with great saxophone players, they just turn up 10 minutes before you go on. <laughs> 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 Take the sax out, plug it in, and be the coolest one in the room. It, so, every time. So that video that
3: you did um which will be on the start of this podcast with, uh, with the Ride Like the Wind song. Yeah, Carl. Yeah. Again, I thought he was like the coolest guy in the room. apart from you, obviously. He was the coolest guy <laughs> in the room.
0: Uh, probably the oldest guy in the room as well. Yeah. But he just was the coolest. Yeah. What a talent. Mm. Carl Stanley. Check him out. Carl Stanley. Yeah. Uh, awesome player. Absolutely fantastic. But yeah, saxophone or bass guitar. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the... the, yeah, the yeah, it's the funky tra-
2: that not it? When... Mm. Um, when you listen to this back, our soundtrack is by uh, my friend called Reuben Hawthorne, and he creates his own music, and he's a bass player. He's just sensational. He's awesome, yeah. It's just
0: such a sexy instrument, isn't it's it? It's brilliant. Yeah. It's lovely. I'd love to be able to play that. I can always remember in the early days when uh, I used to go out with my dad, Kevin Bette. Kev Kevin's always the coolest guy mm. uh, on, on, on the just I think
3: it's because he can sort of look quite naturally relaxed while you're playing it. He did. Yeah, it is a bit like more chilled out in the electric guitar, isn't it? Because there's a bit mm. more going on when you're doing that, isn't it? Yeah. Something
0: about slapping it as well. Uh, <laughs> Slap it red raw. <laughs> Kev was never a slapper. No. He <laughs> was more of a plucker. Oh was he? <laughs> um he was a plucker, was Kev.
3: Do you think anybody could learn to play an instrument? Cause I've I've never yes. yeah, I I've never played an instrument and it's on my li- I've got like a list on my phone basically of things to do in my life. You must. And it's it's one of the ones that like to do. Everyone should learn how to
0: play an instrument. Mm. I mean, look at these little fat fingers. <laughs> you don't want to thought about to play piano, Same. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I guarantee everyone should learn to play an instrument. Yeah. But make it fun. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah. don't be mega serious Don't put like a time it. pressure on it and say, right. No, I've because been, yeah. you probably won't you know, earn a living from it. Mm. Not nowadays. Mm. But, but have some fun with it. Yeah.
3: What would you recommend
0: going for then? Like as uh, an
3: instrument to start out
0: with? But, uh, just an acoustic guitar. Or, or uh, yeah. if you get yourself a little keyboard because you can plug your headphones in, you're not disturbing anybody. Yeah, play around and that. But you can get some nice drum kits now, uh, electronic headphone mm, job they're good as well aren't yeah they? backing tracks you can buy for one pound 50 away. you take the drums out i just oh, leave a, good. yeah leave a click mm. in so you can just play along to them so any instrument really but for space a guitar little keyboard portable mm. keyboard yeah
3: yeah because on that list i've got um there's lo- loads of different things but it's like learn first aid learn language was like the top of the list after i've just qualified for my exam so it was like do a language so for the last six weeks i've just started beginner spanish Spanish. um yeah so i'm hoping that within a few years you've time, only got I'll a few
2: weeks F- left of english
0: as well you <laughs> I, I speak yeah. fluent spanish can't you yeah no <laughs> <Go> way <laughs> you ever see them your westerns
3: yeah when it's like dubbed over yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah so that's
3: my evenings now I's doing that so i'm hoping that um yeah, maybe I'll be a, mm.
2: I could be an Enrique Iglesias tribute act somewhere down the line. Maybe. <laughs> yes, I could <can> see it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
2: so another kind of big part of your acts is the comedy side. Yep. So we want to go into that a little bit. Oh yeah. With, so a, with a little summit something Robbie's put together. Yeah.
3: So um are you familiar with Mount Rushmore in America where it's got the four presidents That's right, on yep. the mountain. Yeah. So there's this like sort of popular thing on the internet now. Where people will pick a topic and then they say, what's the Mount Rushmore of that topic? So, for say, if it was the Mount Rushmore of Manchester United, for example, they might say, right, George Best, Alex Ferguson, Bobby Charlton, whatever. Like, the four the four most important people in the history of that topic. So, I was wondering if you had one for, like, British comedy, yes, Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. What do you think it would what be? What
0: a great question. Um, first one for me is Freddie Starr. Okay, we we said that. <laughs> we said
3: he's definitely going to put Freddie Starr in there. I told why we are going to go in on each one as well? We're like why? Okay,
0: why Freddie Starr? He could walk on a stage and within three seconds that the audience was in his hands. Yeah. and they were crying. Mm. Tommy Cooper was like that, but Freddie Starr took a little bit of Tommy and Freddie. Freddie's the number one. He'll be the first face. <laughs> yeah. For mm-hmm. Second face would be um, Brian Connolly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably don't remember him. No, no I do. I, really I don't really know. That, it's either. a puppet. Yeah, I oh, did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I did a little bit of research
2: in in, in the hope that oh, okay. he picks I something I that I've spoken. Yeah. Oh, great! Okay. Had a look at Brian
0: Connolly. Um, who else would it be then? I think then we're moving forward into your Peter PTK. Yeah. Uh, just missing out would be uh, Billy Connolly, who's a complete genius. Yeah. But I think God at the minute, in my opinion, is Ricky Gervais. Yes, hundred percent agree.
3: Yeah. So uh, when we did this as well, and uh, mine was. Ricky Gervais, Peter Kay, um, John Cleese and Rowan Atkinson. But that's, of course, more sort of my era in terms of the shows. And I think, like, Rowan Atkinson across various different, um, you know, Blackadder and even like Mr. Bean and things like that has touched a lot of, like, different generations of people as well.
0: Of course. I think the modern day, you Rowan Atkinson, uh, you Ben Elton, uh, Ricky Gervais, the Marmite. Yeah, you, you either love them or hate them. Mm-hmm. Where Freddie Starr, you you could from the old age pensioner to the kid, could go and see one of his summer shows. Yeah. and love. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So I watched
3: a video of him on. It was on Facebook the other day, and uh, I think he was singing on. He was like singing on stage with quite a famous singer. Is it Shirley Bassey? I don't get yeah. Yeah. And he's sort of like it's like a French sort of song that he singing along. And I'd never seen that before. i would seen very little of Freddie Starr as well. And I was
0: like crying, laughing, watching it. Yeah. It's just like. Um, Timeless, isn't it? That sort of unbelievable. When he was uh, the clips of him on Des O'Connor, which was a chat show in the eighties and early nineties, was legendary. People knew that he was going to be on that night, and it was probably the best ratings the show ever
3: had. Yeah, back in those days as well, like when people had less channels. You get you get regular like 10, 15 oh. million people watching, you know, like Bullseye on a Sunday, like 15 million people watching Bullseye on a they're Sunday.
0: They're bringing that back, aren't they? Is yeah, it I next week they're having <laughs> a bit <laughs> yeah, of Bullseye with are, yeah, Alan Yeah, it's the Alan Carr Alan thing. Carr. And
2: to be to be fair, it's really good. If you I've see enjoyed that, the it. other two, like I've enjoyed it. but but well done.
0: play card's right. Uh, Saturday was... Um, Price is right. Price is it? right. Come yeah. Down.
3: But my dad said that on a Sunday, back in the day, everybody would have the Sunday dinner. You'd, you'd, you'd like, play football in the morning, pub. Sunday dinner, and then everybody would sit and watch. Bulls Your dad spot on, hundred yeah. <laughs> yeah. percent
0: spot on. It was a, it was like a religion. Yeah, you can't be mm-hmm. a bit of bully. I was used to Charlie Shelby's question <laughs> and the best bits about that was when Jim, who I would met and worked with, yeah, when he got it wrong. Well, just like what messed it up, just messed it up, and they can't. <laughs> the, the producers kept it in. Yeah, and that there were the best bits. Yeah, but what a great show format. Everyone could play it.
3: Yeah. And it just tapped perfectly into the working class because it was darts based and it was Brilliant. just perfect, wasn't it? And like I
0: so, everyone could play it. Yeah, mm. it yeah. Cool. yeah. It was cool, loved it. But once again, we're going back to the 80s, aren't we, with the uh, <laughs> bullseye thing? Yeah. 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 So that would t- be my choices. Yeah,
3: so in terms of like comedy and your performances and stuff, then, so was it, is there any one specific person who's in. Who well, who do you think? The it's got Freddy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fred,
0: you know, when a beautiful song here tonight. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's what it is. It's the little. That's voices, what I noticed. It? That
3: yeah, the little voice that you sort of slip into when you're doing it. it it's very similar, isn't it? To, Absolutely. Yeah. And,
0: and the younger generation who didn't know Freddie Starr, they think it's good because it's the first time they're seeing yeah, it. Yeah. And then the people who love Freddie Starr come up and say, "God, you, you, I love just Freddie like Starr. You yeah, just like yeah, him." Yeah. And to me, what a compliment that is. You know, mm. uh, don't copy his act, but his mannerisms, um, Oops. and his is the way he used to speak. I mean, he was a uh, from Liverpool, and but. When he put that, but ladies and gentlemen, beautiful song now, Vincent.
2: I mean, that routine <laughs> where he speeds
0: up and slows down. Yeah, that's, yeah. What oh, I that's seen. genius, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That came, I can remember seeing that for the first time on the Royal Command performance in '87, '88, and it was like, I'm glad I recorded it because the video, it just kept rewinding yeah. and yeah. Yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I
3: think with him, it's like you watch it and he's, he's, some of the stuff he does if you actually think about it, it's really difficult to do. Like that, it must be so hard to actually act that out. It must be hard to do. It is. But he it's makes it an, look so easy. It's, it's like an art. Yeah, it? it is. I'd art. love
0: to do it, um, but without doing it 100% and getting it 100%, yeah. it's a uh, disjustice to him, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I'd love to do that routine. Mm. Yeah. it's you know, Well, they did probably a different song and make it your own, but what a routine. I can't imagine do. that
2: feeling um, on their kind of scale, how that must feel to have a whole arena laughing at oh. you you know the last Peter K one what was when that? he did the unheard lyrics yeah you know, wash your yeah. back stuff like that well that
0: uh, was a, a routine by a friend of mine and Louise's really? Oh, really? and his people got in touch with him and yeah. w- brought that off him
3: oh amazing yeah mm. yeah he was
0: doing that years ago yeah yeah the unheard uh, lyrics you know yeah. which is so it's legend isn't it yeah which I do kind of like now with the Bee Gees thing yeah you know what I mean because uh, mm. nobody knows what the Bee Gees thing yeah, about that, yeah they? yeah yeah, we love that, don't well, we? Well,
2: that takes us nicely on to our next question, really, because um, impressions are quite um, big in your act, I would say. They are. And yeah. we want to know, is is it kind of, um, what what's that process like for you? So is it you're singing along to a song and you think, oh, actually, I sound quite like them? Or do you set out from the start, I want to sound like this person?
0: No, I should have a doubt. You, you either, I can't sit down and make my voice sound like anybody else. It either does or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... Um, Like, one impression can lead to another. Yeah. If you could do a Phil Collins, which is quite high, you know, I can feel it, you can do a Tina Turner Mm -hmm. or Peter Andre, because they're all that kind of tone and pitch. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you can do, like, a Barry White, you can do a Tom Jones. If you could do a Bee Gees, you could probably do a Frankie Valli. So, yeah, limited to what I do, because I think if you can't do them well, Mm -hmm. don't do them.
3: I think with all sort of impressions, even just down to, like, vocal impressions of people... I think obviously the best ones are where you don't have to say who it is first. I think like with with your ones, if you just started singing like when you do your BGS and stuff, people instantly know like what you do. Yeah,
0: and they're a laugh. They're not serious. They're a laugh. Yeah, you know what I mean.
3: We love like when you do the
2: Tom Jones um, one and then you do the sheep thing in the background.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I can't tell you how many times
2: me and my girlfriend have watched that.
0: I mean, the one I get asked for the most is the Four Tops routine. Yeah. Where, basically, it doesn't, it's nothing like the Four Tops. They had one lead singer, yeah. which was Levi Stubbs, the rest. But it was the, the four different pitches. Mm. Yeah. And it's a laugh, the way the, you run across the stage in mm. the mic. Is that hard to do? It, it is now, you're getting older. because mm. as, as you get older, your voice kind of like lowers a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, in pitch. Yeah. So it is hard. And if I can get away without doing it, and I've not done it for a while, I do. Yeah. Um, but then you get people come up and say, Oh, you've not done the four tops routine. I said, Well, you've seen it, but that's what we've come from. Yeah. 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 So we'll, real that's we'll we'll it. We'll
2: put a few links and stuff in the description to this video, yeah. but if, if this is your first taste of Mark Bolton, there, there's plenty there are hours of YouTube yeah, fun yeah, yeah, for yeah. you to have. Yeah, yeah. The four tops routine is great, it's really yeah. good. Um Did you have any um I know obviously you said your you, your dad taught you a lot. Did you have any vocal lessons? No, not one. Because you use quite a variety of like your chest voice your falsetto stuff not one
0: natural but a massive influence growing up uh, um, who my dad introduced me to was a guy called Joe Longthorn mm-hmm. F- I don't know whether you're familiar mm-hmm. with him no nah, I'm familiar
3: with the name but only through following you on Facebook yep. and you talking about him in the past But um, is,
0: he's the well he sadly passed away last year ok that uh, probably was where yeah. I saw it yeah and his vocal impressions were the best and mm. we're just imitations of the great Joe Longthorn he, he should have been a world star that's how good he was, and uh, so it—it it, it was just singing to him. And then I'd sing some country music. So he, teaching me to sing was the actual records I played. Yeah, mm-hmm. never had any vocal lessons, but I wished I did, mm. and I wished that I'd like to now. I really would like to get some vocal lessons now to the longevity of yeah. your voice. It'd be interesting to see what
3: you know how it would go for you to have a vocal it lesson would. now because you've had so many years of doing it. You know, bad probably. habits. I've probably got yeah, loads of bad habits. Thinking, so they could yeah. say,
0: look, you could sing a lot better if you did this 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 mm. and this uh my wife louise she does a lot of vocal coaching because she lost her voice through nodules uh, and she's got a great job now for park dean resorts and she's doing a lot of uh, videos for, for the troopers to keep the voices over this lockdown yeah. period yeah exercising things like that and instead of just listening i should take note yeah and do a few I, in fact i've got to do a few because i'm doing a live on Thursday, uh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. we should actually
3: come out. Yeah, that was yesterday, so yeah, that was well, that was great. That was Mark, well done. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been <laughs> yesterday, Friday. <laughs> 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 um, so it actually leads us quite um, well on to the next question. So, like, you have any pre gig rituals?
0: Yes, uh, I used to be in a duo once, and me and my mate, we used to kind of like do the <laughs>
3: just uh, a quick prayer, just to make sure you get through it. All and, right. Uh,
0: <laughs> this this ring was the it's a Derby County ring, can you see Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the only one I ever made. My dad had it made. Ah. Oh. Uh, lost the diamond in it, and when I got engaged, it was there, and when I got married yeah, yeah. to Santa Louise, that's that. So I give that a little bit of a. Mm-hmm. Give me a good night tonight, Dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and nice. It, it it hopefully it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah. So in terms of like um so longevity of your voice then onto that so you don't do anything in terms of. No. That sort of thing, no. I'm
0: very ignorant to the fact that I should. Yeah. Uh, but just going to... Uh, doing this now, talking, is good exercise for yeah. your voice. Mm. Uh, going to, to the gig in the car or in the van, just singing, talking, sing on the way humming, there. Humming. Mm. Nice little I've wobble.
2: noticed if I'm driving into work, having a bit of a sing-song, you, your range is nothing compared to on your way back from work because you've been talking all day. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And you've been... It makes a massive difference.
3: Yeah. So when um, you say Louise is doing a job now where... So she's not sort of singing anymore, then. No, she. Uh, because
0: of the loss of voice, then. Yeah, yeah. she got nodules on her voice, which prevented her from singing the way she could, and mm. she was a fantastic singer. Yeah, yeah and she can still sing a tune now, but nowhere near the what she mm. she could. But she got a great job, and she's lucky.
3: Yeah, is that along the same lines of like what Sam Smith and Adele had, and they had operations and stuff on their vocal cords? Absolutely. To that, yeah. Uh,
0: and uh, oh, who's the the lady Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music? Okay, okay. she had it, and mm. she had the operation but they kind of like cut a throat a, a larynx when they were bringing the stuff like well, really? and it, that just and stopped just, gone. Yeah. is that and caused of... by
2: singing rather than just loads of singers being unlucky that it's no I that. think
0: it um, I, I don't know the the science to it but I think it's just overusing your voice just mm. not warming up properly straight in singing uh, bad diet <laughs> 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 drinking alcohol things yeah. like they all
2: loads of people loads of singers have struggled with it though haven't they I think Elton John we. had a period where he had yeah, to yeah. start again basically yeah. Mm. Um, yeah so the next thing we wanted to ask you about is um, kind of the um, maybe the things we don't see in terms of the, the stress sometimes the like expectations of of being a performer because there's going to be highs and lows i imagine it's not highs all the time and we're very open aren't we yeah um, yeah on this kind of thing mental health and all that kind of thing so we're just wondering how if you're willing to share that
0: yeah there's a uh, a lot of pressure especially with social media now and people filming you in the audience yeah and if if it's not something you'd actually put out yourself but they've shared it on their page so, uh, you're already on someone's oh, facebook no, think, oh no I, I hit a wrong note there it's like if anyone's doing a live uh, in this lockdown if you hit a wrong note there's nothing that you can yeah. get away with like mm. in the pubs and clubs if they'd seen that they'd forget about it because yeah. they have had a few beers you know mm. but yeah th- th- there was always that and every time you go to a show you think well what if they don't like what I do mm. yeah but even like, now you feel like that? even now um, yeah absolutely you get to so I mean my roadie Craig Craig Craddock is the best. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> he can get to a gig, and Louise Louise was good at that, and she can look at the audience, and he'll turn around and say to me, and she did, you'll have a good night tonight. Mm.
3: And I said, just, you just read the room and see who's yeah, there. I said, and I can feel it. Mm.
0: And we'll, we'll get to a gig, and I'll like, say, I think I'm going to have a good night tonight. I, said, I think you can struggle. Mm. And you mm. do, you're, oh yeah, you're only as good as your audience.
2: Yeah. Do, do you ever have do you ever have like a, da- like a down day where you're just not in the mood for it at all
0: I've had a few of them over the lockdown period to be fair yeah thinking am I going to work again am mm. I going to have to get another job uh, but before lockdown did I have a, yeah I was always towards the the back end of the career getting older the voice getting more tired it was like oh no I hope it, my voice doesn't go and then the stress of that made it go yeah. Mm. yeah because I've got a wedding this weekend or I need to earn that money so I can pay that bill yeah and yeah there's a lot a of, lot of stress do you ever
3: like um i have a bad day say like you know you've had an argument with somebody or you just you know you've been busy all day or something may just happen in your life and then you've got a wedding at six or something and you have to go and be mark bolton the showman do you have like a process of how you can just turn that all off and just go into the the singer or
0: no i uh me and louise have had a few uh ups and downs while setting the equipment up. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. you know, after 30 years, I kind of like know how I want it, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then Louise would come in and say, no, it should be like, no, it's got to be this way. Yeah. And we'd have a few arguments, but when we went on stage, it's like my mum and dad, when they're in the pub business, they could have a massive argument, but as soon as they're behind that bar, you would never know that they've had that argument. Mm, yeah. So showmanship. Uh, me and my partner from uh, the Chevrons, we, we had a couple of arguments and we went on stage professional and you want to know yeah yeah
3: yeah it's just like me and you with this podcast yeah, isn't it? yeah. of course we just like each other eat, off yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean i had to break me. them up <laughs> 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 um
2: because yeah because for example when i'm at work um in a management role as well you always put on this brave face and you know you don't let the crack show but then with me i can Walk around Sainsbury's and have a face on if I'm feeling a bit down. Do you feel a bit like because because you are quite well known in this area and all the fans you've got? Do you feel like you've all almost got to be like that all the time in public?
0: I, I am. Louise will say that she'll say, "Oh, you you missed the joy when you're out and yeah. you're with your friends and you and people that enjoy what you do, but when you're at home, you can be quiet." Mm. Mm. Like I've 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 I've, uh, I've gone um, on FIFA this lockdown <laughs> and I've gone from the uh, third division yeah. as I think it was Forest Town Rovers, <laughs> and I've actually won the Premier. Get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that on your CV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, because you
3: just you can just spend that much just, time on your own and yeah, like yeah,
0: chilling out. Louise likes her programs, and yeah. I'll play on that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can be uh, not not moody. I'm, I never wake up moody ever. Mm. No. Always wake up, you know, really happy. But yeah. you have them moments, don't you? Yeah, you I think to, that, yeah. I think we're a little bit like that. Where like um,
3: if we go out with our friends or you know just. I would say most people would describe both of us as being quite sort of sociable and outgoing and chatty and stuff like particularly my work friends and stuff would say that Mm -hmm. but then I'm very comfortable like on my own do you know I mean I could spend days weeks on my own you know if I needed to and I'll be comfortable in that space as well yeah um so it's not a case of like when you go out and you're all sort of like you know excited and life and soul of the party it's not like you're putting on an act because that's that's you as well that's genuinely you a situational you if you like in that right situation that's what you're like as a person but also in a situation where you're at home you do just want to chill out and that's fine isn't it
2: absolutely you have to chill out mm. yeah so something we desperately want to know the the what venues stand out for you as the best and the worst yeah best played? and worst gigs and we're not talking you know some of your Sam Bailey venues which we'll get to later on okay. we're talking pubs yeah. pubs and clubs like Salt of
3: the Earth ones that are mm. like absolute dives okay. they've been
2: classics as well
0: <laughs> gee where do we start I can't pick a, a worse one out there's it, the gigs I won't go back there's gigs I won't go back to mm. um, but it's not because the horrible venues or the people are horrible it's just that my act probably didn't suit that that gig yeah I've you know uh, I can't there's not a gig that I can say is horrible but the best ones are the great nights like at um, Don Amott's place uh, the Derby County director oh yeah he owns a place called North Summercoats Mm-hmm. And they have a, a lovely, lovely room seats, at about three, four hundred people. And when I go up there once a year and do a show, they're all there to see the show. Yeah. And like at New York Social Club, when I put shows on, everyone's there to see a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the great nights. But then you could go to the, the the local pub, which is the Springfield, and all your friends have come to see you and give you that support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great.
3: Yeah. Do you find that it's better... Better nights are when like, either you've put them on or they've known for ages that it's you or maybe it's a one-off show, so they're they're waiting for you to come rather than just you on a random Saturday at a random play. The best nights are the ticket-paid events. Yeah.
0: Whether you've put them on or a promoter's put them on and you've gone to do it, everyone's there, especially with social media. They've seen what you can do. We're going to see him. Yeah. And they come and they've paid and they want to watch. And it's your job to entertain. And if they give you that chance to put a show on, yeah. then we can. We can deliver. But it's the, the venues you go to where it's bingo orientated, like <laughs> New Social Club used to be years ago. Yeah, you know, And it'll be, okay, uh, three-half-hour spots, don't go over, cut that one short because we've got three flyers and a meat raffle <laughs> to get in. <laughs> <Meat> <laughs> and <laughs> it's Because yeah. yeah. oh, it, the
3: bingo and the meat raffle is more important than the singing.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I can remember my daughter, Connie, when she started it. After about ten months, she rang me up. She said, Dad, there's only five people in tonight and they've asked me to turn it down the next volume is off <laughs> yeah. i thought well it's to you connie you can yeah. come away and not get any money or yeah, just yeah. like go through the motions yeah mm. how
3: many how many gigs do you have like that at the start where you just call it a day sort of just have you, ever, have you ever played to an empty room completely empty room no
0: because uh what i do is i'll say to the the landlord or the you know the committee i say look this isn't working shall we work a deal out you give us a few quid cover expenses and i'm not gonna st- you know stand there and sing to nobody yeah, and yeah. then mm. Expect you to pay me. It's not fair. Yeah. Because that that guy then turns around, and thinks he's been fair with me. We're going to book him again. Yeah. When that's, that's there's really no England match on. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, you've got to be fair. You really have got to. Be. It's about scratching backs. Have yeah.
2: you had any uh, funny heckles in your time?
0: Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I've been brought on stage. Uh, <coughs> I remember one time. I brought on stage uh, ladies and gentlemen we've got a fabulous act tonight it's not the act that's on the poster in the foyer it's a last minute stand in uh, if it's crap we'll pay him off ladies and gentlemen put your hands together now for Matt Bolton <laughs> um, <but> Eccles <laughs> yeah I've had the the, the the one that Chubby Brown gets a lot go on oh yeah can't yeah yeah you hot bastard <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I lost the weight and it, <laughs> you've used Yeah.
2: i think you're quite good at playing them off aren't you i've seen a few uh videos where you've just you know yeah, like, of course yeah this you've is got... a solo act like, love and stuff like that <laughs> but, but
0: it is, you know if, they, if you if they come on they're talking and say, oh, it's not a quiz <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's doing it without offending them it's doing it without them wanting to get on stage and kick your head in because yeah. mm. your car's outside you know what I mean and you think oh I've got to get home I'm in the middle of Leeds mm. you know what I mean so yeah. it's a matter of doing it with a bit Yeah, if you uh, do it in a humorous way and get them you on your side to, don't yeah, you? Of course you you do. rub them up the wrong way you um, mm. don't forget comedy's a, a thing where if it's not going down well I've also got that ability to to sing yeah so if they think get on with, you'll get a lot of we're not here to hear you I can remember coming back off the Sam Bailey tour did a gig in Sheffield and it's probably the worst gig ever if you are on about that <laughs> uh, Sheffield Lane uh, I'll never do it again and this woman threw a beer mat at me I'm trying to do a couple of gags <laughs> and it hit me on the cheek oh, a couple of inches on, I'd have know. been yeah and on this beer mat it says we don't we don't pay you t- to talk we pay you to sing and I just said to Louise that's it Gear down. Yeah, yeah. And they, what are you doing? I says she can sing. She can entertain <laughs> you now. But th- they were more happy having an extra few games of bingo. Yeah, than having the act on. Yeah.
3: So what's your opinion on things like the X Factor then, and the and the voice and stuff? Especially obviously knowing Sam Bailey oh, as well. What's the what's Sam, your opinion on X Factor?
0: Sam would, you know, she she swears by it. It's the best thing she ever did, mm. which it is. Okay. Um, with me, I don't know. I think it, you know you've you've got. She sacrificed a lot. Yeah, a lot of family time, and she'll say that she'll tell you that you know. Mm. Uh, and Craig, he was left at home to look after the kids when she was in the house and that. But in the long run, it's best thing she ever did. Yeah. Would I do it? I I did. I went for the very first ever, um epi- season. Really? Yeah, I did. I just lost all the weight, so I'd gone from being twenty-one stone to fifteen stone. Can you remember when I lost the weight? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and my dad, we went up to this hotel in Leeds for the first rounds. Now. Folks were coming out of these rooms waving t- the, gold, the green slip around. Uh, yeah. Sorry, pink. If you got a pink slip, you through to the next round. Mm-hmm. And we heard them, and they couldn't sing. Somebody Somebody's dad's like, sp- paid six quid for a cup of tea in this hotel. He's like, you better get through now with this six quid. <laughs> and says, You're going to walk this. They might as well give you the cheque now. Yeah, yeah, walk yeah. This. Uh, I went in this room. There was ten people uh, taken to each room. I walked it. The guy before me was Harold. I'll never forget his name. And he sung, Daisy, Daisy. And he'd come out with a pink slip. <laughs> and I'm thinking, game on. Yeah. I went in. Uh, I sung 20 seconds of a George Benson song. Better than I could have sung it if you paid me a £1,000. Yeah. Okay. And this young girl just put her around, not what we're looking for. Thank you. Really? So, OK. I walked out. Walked downstairs. My dad went, where's your pink slip? I said, I didn't get through. He went, you, you did, but where's your pink slip? Mm. I said, swear to God, he said, them two blokes over there just gone in singing Dance the Night Away. Never sung in the lives, of the wives, but they've got pink slips. Where's your pink slip? Yeah. So from then, I'm thinking, alarm bells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People walking out of the hotel swearing, you know, thinking, this is a fix and all that. And it's a TV show. Yeah, and it's only got
3: worse since then, probably as well. That was the first se- season, it, would you yeah, agree? Yeah,
0: absolutely. But th- there's a lot of people now on it that th- they told no. To the seasons before, yeah, mm. because you know there's only so many. Mm. Uh, but what? No, I, I think if if it's still on when when I'm around about fifty, I probably have another little. Yeah.
2: yeah, why not? I actually think if you, um I don't watch X Factor, but um Britain's Got Talent, especially me and Louise picked up on something that they don't. Show as many bad acts anymore, and I reckon it's I reckon it's got to do with you know there's a lot of heat around the Love Island thing, uh, around mm. the kind of um, ridiculing people. Yeah, on TV. and the point.
3: and the Jeremy Kyle thing as well. So if you watch Britain Got Talent
2: at the, the minute, well there's maybe one or two that don't get through, but yeah, even then true. they're not being laughed at. Yeah, they're celebrating more people going through, and I think everyone's being a bit cautious now. That yeah,
0: because you sign a disclaimer that what you do can be shown. You know, mm. even if you come off and you've you've actually been ripped to pieces, mm. and you say please don't show that on TV. Yeah. They can. Yeah, because
3: you got like you just think of the early days. You think that guy who was from Ashbury, the chicken guy. I he was, him. Yeah, I remember <laughs> him. Yeah, I like, can remember that. Yeah. Um, I'm a Bobby yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So imagine that he, he had a sort of little bit of a 15 minute of fame. Sort of maybe he did some club appearances or something off he the did. back of that.
0: He did do some uh, one off appearances. He got paid well. Yeah, mm. but
3: then I mean he's got to go back to living a normal life now, and people are just saying, "Oh, there's the chicken bloke from X Factor."
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first winner of the X Factor. Do you remember who that was? Steve Brookstein. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's back now to doing, you know, the odd gig. Yeah. You know, for a few quid. Someone's put on his poster, isn't it? Absolutely,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. Name. It's strange, isn't it, with the X Factor? Because some of them... You look at some of the people, like Little Mix, or One Direction, even ex- more extreme example, who, you know, you're talking about major international, like, success. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your, your Leon Jacksons, and you and your see teams It's just... Yeah. just look I suppose, isn't it, really?
0: A lot of acts... And Sam will tell you this as well. A lot of acts... Uh, who are established, just want to go on, have a good audition, get shown on TV, because once it's shown on TV, yeah. it's on your CV. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get a good reaction from the audience, you get four yeses, even if you don't go any further. It's on your showreel. Yeah. It puts a f- couple hundred quid on top of your fee, mm-hmm. as seen on X Factor, seen on BGT. Yeah. So, like Sam says, that's the only reason she went on. Yeah. Just to try and get a few more gigs and mm. get a few more, you know, pound in a, yeah. in a waste packet. Yeah. Yeah. Little did she know that
2: she was going to go
3: and win it. Win it Her audition I... was fantastic as well, wasn't yeah, it? Of course, of course it was. It was.
2: Yeah. Quite a of a doubt. Okay, Mark. So, as our very first guest on the In Brother Words podcast, um, we've got a brand new feature, haven't we? Yep.
0: Ooh. Ooh, new feature.
2: <laughs> um, it's called guestions. Okay, so guests, questions, guestions, Right. So first of all, we're just going to ask you five um, simple questions and we're going to ask these questions to every guest that we have okay and then the sixth question will be provided by Robbie and it will just be basically uh, a pun on your name so little we'll get a novelty question at the end a little oh, novelty okay. question <laughs> all right do so, I get a prize. Uh, potentially see how you do um so first question it's a big one meal deals so which supermarket was the best meal deal okay and what, what you would having? you have
0: Meal deal as in sandwich, yeah, you know, like a three quid. Well, so let me let me and Robbie
2: set this up. So, I personally would go Tesco, yeah, hmm. chicken and stuffing sandwich, cheese and onion crisps, Ribena. yeah, okay. so it's sandwich crisps, drink,
0: okay, yeah. My favorite, uh, I'm not sure which supermarket do it, um, but Tesco's his nearest one for me, so. I think <laughs> so that's where he's going. <laughs> where <we're> going. <laughs> and I think my sandwich, uh, the crisps would have to be uh, kettle's crisps. Yeah, just plain. Yeah, beautiful crisps. The sandwich just probably a tuna and cucumber. Oh, yes, classic sandwich. That is. And the drink would be uh, following your footsteps, the bottle of Ribena. 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 Yeah,
3: Ribena is an elite drink.
0: You can't beat my wife's sandwiches.
3: No, no. Why? Why what does she, do? she make?
0: Oh mate, um my favourite, right, is the fish fingers from Marks and Spencer's on a beautiful freshly cooked bread. Someone's doing well for themselves, aren't <laughs> they? kettle chips and Marks and Spencer's. With best butter, sea salt, rocket and a peri peri mayonnaise. Oh,
2: hello. That sounds naughty, that does. <sighs> Why are we doing this at your house? Yeah, I know that sounds <laughs> lovely.
3: You de- definitely have we... our ge- dad's generation because he told me yesterday that his favourite sandwich was fish finger sandwiches as well.
0: Yeah. Not just fish finger sandwiches, mate. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> These are M&S fish finger sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best sandwiches in the <laughs> whole world. Well, if this
2: goes down well and we do a part two, it's coming from Mark's Yeah, and, with them and you'll, be, you'll be fed. Yeah. 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 You'll Lovely be fed still. on waterboards, yeah. <laughs> Second one, um, for you personally, um, night in or night out? So do you prefer a night out with Louise or do you prefer a night in front of the telly on the sofa?
0: She knows exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm a hermit. Really? Yeah? I yeah. like a night in. Yeah. Takeaway? Oh, yeah. Favourite takeaway? Yeah, go on. Chinese food. Uh, my favourite food ever is fish chips and peas. <laughs> fish chips and cut the guess there. Fish <laughs> chips and peas, mate. Yeah. Uh, from I like KC's It's well, they're my favourite. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Where's that across the road from John Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Classic.
3: Shout yeah. out them. They've been around for years as well, haven't they?
0: Oh, KC's. KC's fish bar. I, yeah. When I walk in, uh, they know what I'm having, and it's just. (laughs) Fish, fish, (laughs) chip, As Billy Ray would say, (laughs) (laughs) fish, chip, What's what's your uh,
2: takeaway?
3: Takeaway of choice? Mm. Um, I quite like Indian, to be honest. Um, The Indian on this estate is very good. Um, I don't want to give away where we live, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, what's it called? I can't remember. Spice touch, it's called Church Gresley. Mm. Um Very good. We've had that a few times during the lockdown. I'm more of a Chinese man than Indian. Yeah, for Chinese. Chinese will
0: come before Indian, mm. but I, I would not turn my nose up. at uh, pizza. I'm not a pizza person. No, me
3: neither. I'm. I'm no, I can take it or leave it with pizza uh, as well.
0: Kebab meat. I don't mind having kebab meat if I'm eating it as I'm walking. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because that turning spit of of meat is like a <laughs> like a lighthouse to a piss. <laughs> <into, you> know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Um. So what would you have, like, say, if you went, do you drink? Do you go out, like, and drink? No. No, not really.
0: No, but I, I like a glass of port. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say,
3: like, if you were if you <laughs> if you, if coming back from a night out, say, mm-hmm. um, what would you be? Would your choice be different then? Like, we wouldn't have fish, chips, and mushy peas. So we all and, have the food we're not too
0: uh, right, proud coming, of, don't we, like, after yeah. a night out. Anything in it coming back. Yeah, absolutely We used to stop <laughs> at the, the McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's is classic after a what night what out. What do you have? Uh,
3: Me and Kirby, my cousin Kirby, she'll love this, we always um, go out together and we always end up having, like, 20 nuggets each.
0: Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: no, like, we'll have other stuff as well. But, like, nugget, you want nuggets, but then, obviously, you just want loads of them, basically, yeah. at that point. Um, So, a yeah, 20 nugget box and maybe a quarter pound of meal as well, something like that.
0: Beautiful. I have the fillet of fish, too, mm. and then I put... Build them up into one bun. Oh, okay? Double decker with loads one. of chips in between the the corset, <laughs> the layers. <laughs> yeah, and twenty nuggets with some the old sweet and sour. Cream. Yes,
2: Have you had the curry sauce.
0: From McDonald's? Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all nice. Yeah if, yeah.
2: if the fillet of fish was seven out of ten, what is Louisa's fish finger sandwich?
0: Eleven. There's oh. no comparison. <laughs> <It's> big. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, boys, if you come round and she does you a sandwich of your choice of filling, yeah, yeah. it's the best ingredients, and you can taste the b- butter because it's.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Did she make you one of them before you got married? Like, was that one of the reasons why you married her, or was it (laughs) after that you found Uh out?
0: No, definitely not. She, she, she Honestly, she couldn't cook. I brought her a, a cooking book for Christmas and she was absolutely knackered because page one it says start with a clean plate. You know, <laughs> she was doomed. <laughs> when, when I first met her, I, I found a cockroach shook in a rennie in a chalet. It was just awful. <laughs> <But> <laughs> can we edit that bit out? It <laughs> 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 no, must be
2: something with the name because my girlfriend Louise can't cook either. Oh, mm. uh, Louise can awful. She's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Biggie. Oh, no. First one, favourite holiday ever? That you've ever been on?
0: Favourite holiday favourite holiday. Well, there's no doubt whatsoever when we got married in Vegas. Yeah. Mm. We had three weeks out there, different parts of America. Yeah. We're gonna get so to we'll that. We'll get aren't to we?
3: that in a bit, yeah. and you'll come back to your marriage.
2: Number four, ketchup in the fridge or the cupboard.
0: I'm, I don't like ketchup. Oh, No, that's a curveball. Yeah. But Louise drinks it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> She'll have it on a Sunday dinner. Is she so really? a cupboard or a ketchup gal? She's a cupboard. My mm. mayo is in the fridge mm-hmm. and all my sauces are in the fridge but hers has always been in the in the cupboard.
3: Yeah. So I think actually officially it's supposed to be the fridge but it seems like most people keep it in the cupboard. We keep it in the cupboard as well. Once mm-hmm. opened, it's supposed to be in the fridge,
0: isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But no. It doesn't last that long in our house. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Please leave yeah. us a comment
2: on that one because yeah. that's uh, that the jury's right. out on that one. Um, and then finally, um, when you're in a car park, do you prefer to drive into a space or reverse into it so that you're facing out when you leave?
0: Um, I I, I tend to not go into car parks, not when the <laughs> car if, if I get scratched on it, I'd be mad. Um, but what, yeah. what do you drive? <laughs> Just a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's a newish one and it's, it's nice. But yeah. the spaces are so small in car parks, aren't they? So we're we'll mm-hmm. going, Louise's got a little run around because she gets like a high car for a job. Yeah. But she can't use it, you know. For social Personal use, no. yeah. So we'll go in a little Ka convertible, and if I can drive in, I'll drive in. Simple as that, yeah. and then reverse out. I'm with you 100%. So
2: I'm a reverse-in guy. But in
0: it good when there's two spaces so you can drive in and then take the next space? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay,
3: and then the uh, last one, the curveball question okay. of the day, is Mark's bolt-ons. So, like, what tariff have you got on your phone and that? How many messages and stuff?
0: What tariff? <laughs> what does... <laughs>
3: How many like how much data do you get? How many calls ten, and stuff? 10, like that. ten gigs. All, all ten. the riveting stuff on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we ask all the most important questions here. Isn't it? Ten gig, yeah. Ten
0: gig. Uh, um, free calls. Um, texts are limited. Unlimited, unlimited yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I don't like talking on the phone. Hate it. More of a text. Person. Um, yeah, I'm more of a uh, on WhatsApp. Little voice thing, yeah. Voice, notes. yeah, yeah. voice, yeah, move, we but yeah, yeah. I need to get into that. That that
3: seems like the new thing, isn't it? Yeah, people voice notes and stuff.
0: yeah, I'm not a big talker on the phone, especially if I'm like doing something, mm. you know. Uh, but yeah, I do like this new Zoom thing. Mm. We do a lot of quizzes. Do you do your yeah, quizzes every, every, every yeah. Friday? Oh, yeah, good? <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant, yeah. absolutely. Yeah,
3: but yeah, right. So uh, we'll move on to the next section, then which is going to be about the Sam Bailey tour.
2: Yeah, so oh. you, t- you touched on it a little bit um, yeah. earlier
0: kind of want to know how that came about really okay uh i've known sam for years uh quite a few years and we, we'd always worked together prior to her going on the x factor doing mm-hmm. quite a few shows and when sam did her first tour which was um part of the deal with winning the x factor uh, and when she left psycho records she kind of like went to america done, wrote all her own songs and uh, produced her own album. obviously, when you do a new album, you need a tour. Mm-hmm. So a promoter came in, took the tour on, and she wanted to be the hire and firer, should I say in this? And she kind of yeah. like all the people that you know she she loved and liked I think she loves me do you? Love me? <laughs> she says, uh, oh, I'd love uh, Louise, she went for Louise first, yeah, uh, and Louise says, yeah, and then a few weeks later, when she couldn't get anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Mark, do you want to be on it? I thought, yeah, I'd love to be on it. It's the best thing I'd ever, I've ever done. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So give us a, a bit of a,
2: a and for the viewers as well, um, you know, how big was the tour? The tour I was, came to the Leicester one, the De Montfort Hall. You did, sir, you mm-hmm. did.
0: Um, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> uh the tour, size-wise, it was a long tour, it was a three-month tour. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great. And the best thing about it, we, we'd do like three nights and then, because she, she got kids, she got a lovely family, she wanted to go home for a few days, so we got to come home and that that was great. Normally yeah. a tour is constant done, finished. Yeah. Um, so we could have done that tour in probably a month or just over a month. Yeah. But it was... Lengthened out, which was out. great,
2: and logistically, like, did you stay in some hotels or was it always come home? No, after no, every
0: we ha- we had to stay when we went on the run. When we did Scotland, when we did Wales, we we stopped in hotels. We stopped mm. in hotels because we did three gigs at a time. Some would be pointless to come home to go back down that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a lot of hotel stopping, but we had a lovely tour bus mm-hmm. with the big films, and DVDs, and things oh, like that. Cool. That was, that yeah. was cool. Uh, it was just the most amazing time. So were you like the support act? And no. On the actual... Backing Singer. Backing it? Singer, yeah. No, it was just... W- we was part of the band. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. uh, band. Uh, the, she did a great thing with support acts, and I, I got Kirby on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think Oxford she came to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what it was, you get a buy-in act, so if you're going to see a concert and you see the support act, that support act has paid to be on that show. Yep. So whatever money it was you know they'd well, that'd be pay. quite a lot for like you know for like a yeah. big band yeah yeah it, well I can remember there was a band from Linton called Dumpy and the Rusty Nuts <laughs> <I don't think laughs> this is true story. shout them out after watching <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> probably I think they're still alive I hope they are and they all went on the uh, tour with Status Quo in 1990 the anniversary okay. tour yeah and each one had to remortgage their house wow really uh, yeah to get on this tour um. a lot of money
2: any, um, any like standout shows for you? Oh,
0: the one, you... The Lester. Lester, when we got to the the Leicester, to. demand for <laughs> all, <laughs> the kind of like you're standing on the stage and you think John Lennon stood there. Mm-hmm. Cliff Richard, Elton John, there, yeah, venue, Lara, isn't it? yeah it's, that's the
3: last gig I went to. Actually, I went to see Keen there mm. um, just for Christmas. There you go, Keen have been on that yeah, stage yeah.
0: and the dressing rooms at back. It, there was one that because I like to learn the history about the theatre, the John Lennon dressing room. He always chose that dressing wow. room. Well, Nine times out of ten, I got my own dressing room. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the girls were in theirs, the band were in theirs. Sometimes I jumped in with the band, you know, because that's how it was. But every now and again, I got my own dressing room. And John, thinking what the hell? And when we did the Liverpool Empire, biggest theatre I think in the UK, I might be wrong, Mm -hmm. but that's a three thousand seater, and uh, they had the Royal Command performance there. And you think, well, Lionel Richie's in this dressing room and he stood there and Amazing, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable you can't bottle it Yeah, you, just ne- you didn't want it to end uh and you've you seen the show and it was it was a good family show and to get everyone up at the end dancing on the 80s medley was yeah just i was really surprised by how like she's proper just down to earth like working class kind of. great comedian at yeah the comedian really nice mm. she came across really nice but to give me and all the others louise and becky a chance to come up front and, and sing yeah. lead I showcase you yeah nice, that, well it? that was one of the questions mm. I had down like how did that come about because obviously you got
2: to sing um, living, was it years. living Years that you get to sing but that
0: was a crazy story she got to, uh, when we did the rehearsals in uh, Solly Hall <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like me she can't remember lyrics and I can't remember lyrics so she's got a, a carpet full of lyrics on uh, she's going <laughs> okay I want to do In the Living Years because of a dad who passed away like mine mm-hmm. yeah and uh, she said, I can't be bothered to learn it. Will you sing it more? I went. Uh, let me think about that. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. But what I didn't know is she. It was a. It's a hard song to sing anyway. But she'd taken it up uh, an octave, which is two keys. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she could, you know, the low part she's uh, okay with. So it. When I started singing, I thought oh, she's high. Yeah. But they couldn't lower it because you know they'd rehearsed it in in yeah, that yeah. key. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. She says, the only bit I want to sing is like the father passed away bit. Yeah, yeah. I said that, and that I used to introduce her, but it, the reason I got to sing it is she really didn't want to learn the lyrics. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> and, there's, and, there's, yeah, yeah. and there's three verses on that. <laughs> <laughs> Still in touch? Yeah, we, we were in touch the other day. She mm-hmm. gave me a uh, a phone call saying, you've got to start doing some lives and mm. all that, you know, giving a bit of a kick up the backside uh yeah of course we stay, so we, we've always been mates yeah
3: so how's that um changed how's the x-factor stuff changed her life nothing oh changed her life in terms of like because didn't she have a wasn't she a prison guard or something
0: she was a prison officer yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's always been a singer and a successful singer really yeah doing the holiday parks and always earned yeah. to live in but she uh she, she was a, a, a prison officer, like you said But it changed her life in the fact that she can give her kids what she wants. what they want. Yeah, amazing, isn't it, that? Unbelievable. I think Mm. it's kind of, obviously, limited
2: on on how much you can go into with it so that other people's lives. But kind of, do do you feel like winning the X Factor is enough? Even if you just do that one tour that's contractually in it, do you think that's enough to, like, set you up permanently?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I really do. As long as you're smart with your money and stuff. Of course. Uh I'm, I'm guessing this, but the million pound record contract that you win mm-hmm. is not just cash given to you. Yeah, yeah. It, you might get a bit of cash. We've never talked about it, but I'm taking it she got some cash. Uh, she gets uh, the rest paid for the album, rest of the money paid yeah. for the album, and the tour. Yeah. And so, yeah, but the, the fact that she won the X Factor, she's had a, a UK number one, she in her album went platinum. Mm. You think, well, that's enough to keep you going, of course, course yeah, for the yeah. rest of your life because yeah. y- you're not going out for two hundred pound a night then. Are mm, you? Mm. I mean, a fee's quite a bit more. Than yeah, yeah, yeah course, I can imagine.
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's brilliant, that isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: so I
2: hope she sees this. That would be nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, would good
0: yeah. She will, and I'm hoping we might. Would well, be nice to get her on one? Oh, oh that would be, be awesome. awesome yeah. Well, that'd let be brilliant. me really. Yeah, uh, let me have a chat with
2: her. Yeah. Us three, Sam, Lou, and some fish finger sandwiches. Yeah. sounds like a, I was that, like a yeah. dream. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, mm. brilliant. So around that Sam Bailey time um, was when I first saw um, Cornelius. Oh, Corny, is he around? you him? Is, is it, he furloughed? It,
0: it, it's fur- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him, him and him and, uh, Nigel. Um, yeah, they've been furloughed a while now. Okay. but he, he's definitely here. Yeah, he, he's he's waiting in the car actually.
2: Okay, do you want to see if he wants to chat?
0: Chat now. Yeah. Corny! <laughs> i'm i am <I'm> i am here <laughs> uh, oh, it's such a pleasure to be with these gentlemen, <laughs> honestly, Robson and Jerome got nothing on these maggots. <laughs> let me tell you God damn you Hi, boys, it's um, nice to be here
2: how's uh have you how's it been for you then Corny, this uh these unprecedented times
0: oh my God, have you seen my suntan have you seen? It? I got that from the refrigerator light <laughs> honestly I- I I I I, I not got a clue how I've survived this. I really don't. Oh, it's
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> so you were uh, you were uh, born during the Sam Bailey tour uh, times?
0: Yes, I was. What are asked, your memories? I was asked by uh, Samantha if I'd like to come up- upon the tour. Oh uh, yes, at first, and I met a lovely, and she was she introduced me to Veronica, uh, and she was lovely. She was a bit of a tart. But uh, we loved her. She always used to do the windmill with her boobs. Oh yes, she got her boobs out and she did that. And there was so they were like damn breads, <laughs> and they just flip and flop. Oh hey. And I quite liked her.
2: So, what's your uh, love life like, Courtney? What's your situation at the moment? <laughs> it's very private, actually. <laughs> aren't I
0: mean, I, I keep myself to myself. Um, that's very, very. I mean, I had the news of the world once asked me that, good, good, good. and um, I gave them the same answer. And uh, my intro wrote in business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's <all I>
0: say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you be interested in coming on the podcast on your own sometimes, uh, Cornelius? Just, uh, just well, y-
0: get your people to talk to my people and let's make it happen.
2: <laughs> Amazing Cornelius, everyone.
0: Bye bye, enjoy the resident show. <laughs>
3: Uh, so we'll move on to a new topic now, which is Derby County. Because yes. obviously, we, me and Tommy are both Derby fans. Um, loads of people s- un- unsubscribing now. Um, <laughs> it, All the <laughs> Forest fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, me and Tommy, have, we had a season ticket from about 2002, and two, three ish until maybe like 2012, that sort of time. Um, yeah, so we had a season ticket for about nine or ten years with our mm. dad. Um and then, obviously, all our uncles, like Uncle Ga- Uncle Gary and, you know, like Stephen, yeah. they, they all go still every week now. Um, so we used to go maybe, what, 20 of us, something like that, every yeah. week um, for a long time. And we still go now to the odd home game and, and a lot of away games and stuff. Um, and obviously, you're a big Derby fan as yeah. well. Um, so just wondering, like, basically, like, your memories of supporting Derby really through the years so when did you go to your first game can you remember
0: I can remember the first mm. game and I don't know whether you've got the app the Derby County app but they've been mm. reliving uh, reliving all the uh, seasons Yeah. Oh, okay. and the first season I, I've never been a football fanatic because yeah. my dad was never a football fanatic mm-hmm. really uh, so around about 19 when they got back to the 85-86 um, when they got back to the Premier League as it's known now Division yeah. 1 that's when I, I had my first shirt from the sports shop that used to be Newall. <laughs> Uh, Rob Hamilton's Cafe, yeah. which is across the road from Jackson's, uh, right. Sainsbury's. Oh, yeah, yeah, It used to be a sports shop. I can remember ordering my first ever derby shirt. Well, that,
3: like a, was that official
0: gear, like proper licensed clothes, or was it like that? to order it in. Oh, okay, but yeah. they've got like you, stuff for school, you know, like mm-hmm. a little sports shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got my first derby shirt. It was around about eighty-seven, eighty-eight, And that's when I, I followed him. The first match I went to, me and my mate Dean Woodward, his granddad took us to the Forest Derby game. Ah, oh, we got in. And we were, This was pre taking the, the the fences down. You know the safety fences. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, all the way through. Really? The mark, I said, have they scored out <laughs> <laughs> Just was, the baseball ground then? Yeah, Because yeah.
3: Yeah. we never got to go to the baseball ground. Mm. Oh, it's um, a great, great yeah.
0: ground. Great memories. But I didn't get to go to many matches uh, until I kind of like left school. Got me, you know. And I drove, and then I went to a hell of a lot from the yeah. early nineties. Uh, but I've only recently had a season ticket. Yeah. About five six years, seven years.
3: Yeah. So um obviously we were born like the nineties, but we're both named after derby players. Um well so yeah. I was named Could after you? Robbie Van der Laan. What you really? And he was named after Tommy Johnson, yeah.
0: Didn't know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so yeah. I um, never knew that. Yeah. Um We've got a little sister Igor now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
3: a little brother Darren Moore. It <laughs> <laughs> hey, was the best game you've
0: ever been to. Can you remember, like, is there only one game? Yeah, I can't. Mm. Uh, it was the very first season. No, it wasn't. It was the second season of supporting. So in 1989, my Uncle Keith came down from Manchester. He was a massive Manchester City fan. And me, my Uncle John, uh, who always used up Gresley Rovers, we went with Keith to watch Man City Derby. And that's, I can tell you the lineup. Shilton in goal, Mel Sage, Forsyth, <laughs> Paul, Paul Blades, Mark Wright, Trevor Hebbard, uh, Mickey Lewis, uh, Garrett Williams, Middle, McMinn, Middlewhite, <laughs> Blades, and Saunders. Yeah. And we won 6 0. Oh, nice. Never forget that. Tight affair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tight game though. But what a great game that <laughs> yeah. was. But I've seen some classics in the past few years. Mm. Great games. So. There's going to be people who are watching this
2: um, kind of who aren't that into football. Mm. And we that's why we try not to make the podcast too like sports. Yeah. Uh, that's do that's we. fair enough, yeah. Um, however, like, I don't know about you, but I can't stress enough the how good it is for bonding, especially with our dad. Like, it was probably the the major quality time we spent together. Do you know what I mean, those Saturdays going to the New York Social Club, having a yeah. drink, getting on the coast, Because through, going the, to the through those years where we used to go,
3: particularly in the early years, when we had a season ticket... That was when we were still living with our mum. Um, so we'd go with our dad at weekends. He'd come and pick us up. And that's what we'd do with our dad when, when really? we used to go and see him. Oh, we used to go. We season memories, ticket, yeah. mm, Um And, them. you know, like when we got promoted in 2007, for example, we went to every game that season. We were there at the, Wembley. The playoffs, on the pitch at the playoff semi-final there at Wembley, like with our dad. And that's like great memories, isn't it? You You'll I mean? never forget that. Yeah. No.
0: And it was the fact that... Uh, mine and my dad's memories was all music based mm. mm-hmm. you know playing in bands and things like that so when I decided to go for a season ticket the only reason I've never gone for a season ticket is because I have to leave probably 5 o'clock for mm. gigs on a Saturday oh of
3: course yeah
0: to, but my dad says well why don't we um, me and you get a season ticket and he got a blue badge uh, a disability badge yeah. mm-hmm. so we could park smack across the road <laughs> oh, dream. from the ground yeah, yeah. okay and we, we'd come out the match 5 minutes early and I was home for quarter past 5 yeah Amazing. Or they had a shower, straight in the car, gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it worked. Yeah. And uh, we had a season before he, he took too ill. No, we had about half a season, and then he took ill in the October and uh, passed away in the in the in uh, January, February mm-hmm. yeah. of the following year. So we, we had half a season together where it was just great. Amazing, yeah. Just no way on earth did I think my dad would ever take me to a football match. Mm. But it was just brilliant, and I've kept his ticket on. Ever oh, seen? that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, you know, I check a People come with you, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: What about favourite any ever like player? Any
2: players that
0: sort of stick Well, at I the minute, that. I'm doing that on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Uh, my favourite Derby counter player ever is Ted McMinn. Mm. Proper winger. Get mm. down, run at you.
2: I loved him. We but only know him from the com- the commentary on uh, Radio Derby. Yeah. He used yeah. to do it. That's
0: right. But they me call f- him the Tin Man or something. The Tin Man. That yeah. was him. Gary Mitchell, was another great winger. Uh, Mark Wright, classic, mm-hmm. Shilton. But... but players of today uh who be my favorite player who's your favorite player of today
3: i've i had a soft spot for chris martin for a number of years i love a little bit of chris martin i love his football brain yeah ian taylor was my favorite player like when we first used to go so that that, From that, era, that era of like ian taylor leon Osman, them sort of like players that was our first seasons there so ian taylor was my favorite yeah. player for derby then um but Darby, yeah, our I, first I ever game, game
2: was Derby 4 Forest 2 where they hit the uh, coffee cup Pesca oh. coffee cup goal yeah. that yeah, was yeah, our yeah. first ever game was it really Yeah. yeah. what a game to go yeah, to yeah I know yeah. we're going to start talking about family a little bit if that's yeah. okay oh, I love get that, more yeah. to the family side so um, obviously you're now married to the lovely Louise um, where did you meet uh, we were dogging
0: <laughs> 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 no. it's a great story this it really mm. is a great story she was uh, entertainment manager of a holiday park in uh, Hemsby, okay. in, in, uh, near Yarmouth. And a, f- a few friends of mine, uh, Neil Pitchers uh, and Craig Pitchers, brothers, their father lived on the uh, park. And they said, look, you've got to get, and they used to go and visit him. So they'd give Louise posters of me and say, got to get this lad booked, got to get this lad booked and she says, look, I can't, we're all booked for the season so the following season she gave me a couple of dates and I had to cancel the first one because sadly a, a family member had died mm. and, uh, my mum's sister so I had to cancel that one and, but I, I finally got up to uh, do a gig and had a great show she came to see me and little did I know that my poster was backstage on a uh, wall of fame with all the others mm-hmm. and she used to say to her team members I'm going to marry him one day Really, he's oh, my ideal bloke. It's oh, that's so bit, nice. I was a bit thinner in them days. Yeah. She <laughs> said, "I'm going to marry him." And anyway, we we become Facebook friends, and then the January of 2009 came, and she became single. I became single. Became more chatty on Facebook. Next thing you know, it we're living together. Uh, come August. Wow, it's quite fast then, really. Unbelievable. Got, yeah. But if it weren't for them giving her the post and saying, "Look, give this lad a booking," mm. then I want to know she existed. Yeah. yeah. She really oh, is lovely, isn't she? A yeah. really lovely diamond. lady. absolute yeah. diamond. Uh, yeah, you never hear a call anybody other than me. <laughs> uh, no, she's so. Awesome.
3: So does she? Because uh, obviously she's not around from around here, is she? Originally, so does she nope. move to here? She's then?
0: always moved. She's always been like a what we'd call a red coat. They're called troopers now. Yeah, she's always been like a, a red coat in ho- on holiday parks ever since she left school. So she's always moved around. She was born in Ipswich and. Then she kind of like moved to Essex, and that's where she got a bit of it you know what I mean? Yeah, she's, I she's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's where she picked that lingo up. Yeah, uh, from a, she, she was with her, her ex partner for 10 years, yeah, and uh, he was right, he's really chatting like you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's where she gets the lingo from. But yeah, she had no hesitation to move up here. Um, the reason we did move up here was obviously because my daughter Connie, yeah. Mm. Uh, and and that's why we did. But it's great. She loves it. She picked up any of your lingo. I hope we do. <laughs> <laughs> why on <laughs> why? I mean, uh, yeah. I love that lingo. Can't, Can't do say, it on stage. It? I mean, talk to you now. It's no good me doing it now, is yeah. it? Yeah. Like, mate. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, on. What you need? All right. There's a website actually called Swad.com. I don't
3: know if you're aware of it. And um, they they're making like a basically a Swad dictionary. And we Brilliant. Look at, we look at it every it's time. It chenry, yeah, it should call it duction ring, yeah. But um, <laughs> they, yeah, it's got everything on there, all your classics. Then you can actually like send things in and say, like, oh, what about this?
0: I can remember, do you know uh, a character swaddling coat character called Knocker? No. Knocker man. Ely. He's unbelievable. He plays darts for me. And he come up to me once and he says, Back! I says, What's up, no? He said, Done. Done you do that song, <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, What song? <laughs> "Yo, no, it goes uh, Oh, how's it go? It's called the party party calling. So I've never heard of it. I so see you have to sing it for me. He said, "Oh, Danny boy, the party party calling." Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> I, I, I look, but
0: if you if you don't know the lingo, you, you never know, yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. On um, this
2: swad dot they're all on there, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Miss mi Snap. Yeah. Miss
3: mi Snap. Yeah. I, mem- I remember. Um, what? Yeah. You'd, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember my ex-girlfriend, the first time she ever came to SWAD, um, she was like, from down south. I took her to my grandma and granddad's house, you know, my granddad Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything he ever said to her for the whole time that I was with her, she used to look at me after he'd spoke and I had to like translate what he said. She didn't have a clue what he was talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> totally get it. Absolutely, yeah. Totally get it. <laughs> and then obviously, so you, you got married in the end and you got married in Vegas. So I wanted to ask you about that we did. experience.
0: We, was, we was planned to marry 2015 in England to uh, Drayton Manor. Uh, But with my dad dying in the uh, Feb, Mm -hmm. he was my best man. And like Louise says, I don't want a wedding where we have to raise glasses. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. You're going to feel on edge. Your dad's not there. Your mum is. So we kind of like postponed it. then we come up with the idea of going to Vegas. Well, best thing we ever did. Absolutely. I gutted that my mum... Uh, and my sister couldn't be there. I mean, it would have cost my sister a fortune, and it's no good taking kids to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Because there's just nothing for them. There's just do. you
2: and Louise, or did no, Connie the Connie
0: was well. Connie came. Yeah. Uh, there was a uh, thirteen of us on tour. Oh no, for awesome. that was yeah. yeah. People that we just can we come? Oh well, if you want to yeah, come. Yeah, if they're willing to pay and want to come on holiday, then why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, and they did. And the only thing about Vegas was we was only there for what six days. Yeah. And three of them would took up with a wedding, you know. And I'd love to go back. Mm. With nothing to do with the yeah. wedding, you know, and maybe you could go for like an anniversary at some point as well. Do you know I mean? it, Louise is 14 August, and we was going to go, mm. uh, you know, book it oh, September. Nightmare. Yeah, S- come that close to booking it. I really did, uh, or mm. New York, somewhere like yeah. that. And so glad I didn't because everyone's fighting to get the money back now. Yeah. yeah,
3: so d- did you get married like by a, like an Elvis impersonator or no, something like that? No, no, Chewbacca,
0: <laughs> was it? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 it was. Do you know what? I can't to this day, I can't. Didn't know what he said. He was French. Mark. Sorry? <laughs> I think we're married. <laughs> you know not hundred percent sure. And I know that we've yeah. got photos chucked in with it, so that yeah. must mean we're married. Yeah. I have uh,
3: got a photo actually of um well, we'll edit it into the to the podcast. Um, he looked he looked great on the day. We um, both, we both
0: of uh, lost a few uh, pound uh, I mean Louise always looks great but yeah. I, I'd put my weight back on at the time then I'd lost three stone for it which I've gained again uh of course I wanted to <laughs> uh, but yeah but it was
3: like a really nice relaxed look with like, the open shirt and the a, flower and stuff. it looked really it looked good, good. Looked
0: yeah I mean we was there in feb and it was still hot you mm. know it was still really mm. warm did you treat that as like your honeymoon as well what we did because we went straight from there I wanted to go I love country music yeah mm-hmm. so I wanted to go to Nashville mm. so we had five days in Nashville and we went. Gr- I've known this lady for years on online, Melissa. She became, she had a week off work and she took us everywhere we wanted to oh, go. Oh, amazing. To, to, up to Memphis. Uh, so I had, uh, we had a week there and it was amazing, but it was so cold. Okay. Oh, really? Freezing. So yeah. we've gone from Vegas where it's red hot. To uh, Nashville, where it was free. We had hats yeah. and everything Did on. you
3: pack for that? Did you prepare for... Yeah, uh, but we,
0: we brought... A f- uh, uh, Melissa got done as a, a goodie bag. Loads of woolly hats and oh, yeah. scarves. You know, Nashville. She treated us. We'd never met this woman before. Wow. Never met Melissa and Rich, her husband, before. And then until she came to the hotel... As far as we can see, and her as well, we could have been serial killers, yeah. Mm. And she picked us up and we went for this amazing steak dinner. She took us to the best steakhouse yeah. in town.
2: I, was, I wanted to get to that because I'm a big foodie, but also my favorite food is American style, like ribs, meat.
0: And to get the waitress to speak, swad, you know, she, could, <laughs> I, she says, These guys are from uh, uh, UK. Oh, y'all, you're here for a great week here. got I said, Can you say what do you want me to do? It, okay, I'm gonna a go here. Why you <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonder? Was, well, was it amazing? It was great? amazing. And then we finished off with uh eight days in Orlando. Oh, okay, that was Louise's choice. Weren't looking stuff. forward to it. And mm. I'll be honest with you, I'm not one for queuing, Alton Towers or anything like that. But she booked us. We spared no well, her dad, um, our parents, and that they, they spared no expense in chipping in with this. Uh, <laughs> But we booked the Hard Rock Hotel, which mm. was you could come out the hotel, and walk from here to my car away, and you're in the pot. Wow! Mm. Yeah, how cool is that? So
3: then, other family then. So you mentioned um, Connie. Uh, so do you want to talk to us a little bit about her? And yeah, the, uh, relationship that me, you got me, with her now.
0: Oh, it's, it's 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 great. It's a great relationship. She uh, she was born in '95. Mm-hmm. Uh, after me and her mum got married in '94. Uh, great singer, she. You know she. We kinda of like divorced two thousand, so she had a you know what it's like to come from
3: Yeah, I gotta say, she's had a quite a similar laugh to us really, actually. Because yeah. she's she's in the middle of our two ages, so she's very similar age to Absolutely. us. And then obviously our parents got and divorced and early as well.
0: So. I I I didn't know, you know, it can affect some kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she she liked the fact she got two Christmas and things <laughs> like that, but not having a mum and dad together, it must be weird. I mean I've I've not lived it. You yeah. guys have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but now you know, she, she's a grafter, an absolute grafter. She's got a, a, a job. She works at my mate's a restaurant and uh, she, she sings. She's Pat Geb singing up a little bit uh, just before the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, she wanted to have a bit of time, you know, with her friends and things like that, which is fair enough. But she could, she can, in fact, you ought to have her on a, a podcast because mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yeah. She's got a great personality. Like I say, on. you really
2: do sacrifice a lot being an entertainer, don't you? you? Do. Like Your weekends and stuff you are just do. gone. I mean, well, I feel it working in the restaurant. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah, that's why I
3: asked about whether or not you felt that you were missing out because you were working on sociable hours in the early days. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're when singing at 18, 19, 20, everyone else wants to be out on the weekends, don't well, I they? I didn't drink. Yeah, yeah. when my
0: dad had the pubs, you see, and I passed my driving test, I thought, well, I can't. I don't want to drink. You know, and I've seen what alcohol did to people. Mm. And it's just... It's something I never went down. I'm not saying I don't like a drink. Yeah. I love it. But if you put me a glass of wine there, I'd drink it like a cup of tea or a pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be drunk. Yeah. And I'd just fall asleep. So it's not worth it, is it?
3: Yeah. What about, um, there's another very special little lady in your life I want to talk to you about. She's Gucci.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Louise says she wanted a dog. I said, you've got more chance of seeing Stevie Wonder do an advert for Obtrix. I am not having (laughs) any kind of dog... In the house, she says, Mark, it's about it's like that. I said, I don't give a damn. And one of our friends, Sam, she got this beautiful um pom that she treated like a baby, okay, because yeah. she was having no more kids. And then she got uh, she found she was having a, a, a son. And when the son came along, and obviously Gucci got pushed out a little bit, mm-hmm. a bit jealous, and mm-hmm. she don't like kids, so it was a matter of putting the dog out with the other dogs that they yeah. had, and it wasn't the right place for her. So she said to Lou, Why don't you have her? she says oh mark will go mad he'll microwave it it's not happening you know what i mean <laughs> which i didn't <laughs> uh so she says well let's have it on trial she says if you don't like it i'll take her back yeah you know? so we had it and this dog was like remote control if if i went to somebody's house all ready to go out and their dog jumped up me covering me and he likes you he likes well i don't like it <laughs> and the smell of it all over <laughs> so she doesn't run to anybody she doesn't like anybody else she just sleeps she doesn't like going on long walks you have to carry her in a ponch thing <laughs> she's just a human being she well, like, like <laughs> one of them baby yeah carrier things so she'll, she'll like walk a, a little bit then she'll just jump up yeah. her legs and she go. Ah! And see
3: i absolutely love dogs and i do now yeah i, th- I was going to say i think it's a very common thing i think a lot of people have this story of Particularly, the man in the house doesn't want a pet, whether it be a dog or a cat, and then they get it, and then all of a sudden it's like your baby, and you just love it more than ever loved anything, and it's just like your whole life.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what? When I used to see people write on Facebook, "Oh, R.I.P. my dog," we've lost, and I'd I'd write something like, "Save you buying a joint this week," you know what I mean? <laughs> something sick like that, and I didn't get it. Yeah. But boy, do I get it now? Mm. I can't even kill a fly now. Uh, yeah,
3: because you've got that love for an animal that you've never had before. Do it. Yeah.
0: Uh, the the a lot of uh, cruelty to animals you know uh, I'd see dogs being
3: yeah or these like dog farms in China and stuff oh like that oh my yeah. god and heartbreaking we'll me, it? yeah
0: heartbreaking well wouldn't bother me before but now yeah I'm um, massive yeah I'm, so she was already watch. called
3: Gucci then before you yeah go. we didn't we didn't name her uh, I was gonna
0: ask about the name but obviously we didn't name her Uh it's yeah it, I wanted Keith <laughs> if I have a dog and it's a boy, it'll be Keith. Yeah. yeah. Gucci and Keith would be amazing. Yeah, yeah we so we brilliant.
3: watched her um temptation video that she did, you know, when um Louise left the room and left the food. real
0: that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, That's unreal. probably my favourite video. Right? Yeah, it really is. So cute. So it's cute. It's like she's gone. She's so greedy.
2: so a bit a bit more of a sensitive issue, but we definitely uh wouldn't be doing uh this podcast justice if we didn't address uh the relationship with your dad. Oh. Um and obviously he's passed in 2015, I believe. It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so talk a little bit about that. He, he was an absolute legend. People say Swad legends. He was a legend. There's no two ways about it. No one had got a bad word for him. Uh, he was in the right trade at the end as well, in the pubs and clubs. But with my dad growing up, he'd, he was a fair man. Fair, very fair. Hard, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that, but he was fair. Everyone had to have... The cut of the pie. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember my mum used to have two jobs, and my dad would like um, work for Seven Trent. So he'd be minus three the weather and it'd be up, up to here in water, you know, in, in burst. Yeah. Then he'd have to come home and go oh, architect somebody's ceiling or plaster someone's wall mm-hmm. just so me and Joe could have hmm. stuff. they just cut school. from a different cloth, that generation, oh! aren't they? Unbelievable. No, he, he was a great man. Do you know, I had a dream. And it was a great dream and I didn't want it to end. That I got a phone that I could go back on the calendar, press a button, and it took me to that date. Oh, wow. And it was like a time phone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'd go back and see who killed who Jack the Ripper was. Yeah. But yeah. I went back to nineteen say sixty-five and I walked into a pub and there's my dad, age twenty, me now, and I made friends with him, him not knowing that he was going to become my dad, mm-hmm. but me knowing that he was my dad. And we become great mates, and you know, when a dream waiting, then you wake up you think, "I want to keep that going." Oh, well, yeah. And then you just can't get it back. What a great dream that was. Mm-hmm. I'd have loved to have known my dad as a friend years ago, yeah. as well, because the stories and that that I've heard about him are uh, brilliant. But we had a great relationship. We had our ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, especially when we worked together in the pubs and that. Mm. Um, he chucked stuff at me. I chuck stuff at him. Yeah, know? but that—that's so was he was. in the bands and stuff that you were in also well. music wise was he yeah. involved when, when I was I think I was. it was at the Dart at Statenall it was a rough rough pub but there was Kev on bass my dad on guitar bet singing and then my dad brought me a keyboard he says right you can come out and play keyboards with us and I was only about 15 14 and uh, I, the first song I sung was a good hearted woman <laughs> it was all out of key and everything it was terrible <laughs> but it was a great start and mm-hmm. I learnt a lot from him you know uh, doing that without my dad doing what he did i probably want to have been a musician mm, really. no. definitely not but yeah he's and then the latter end of of his life we had a band called cj gibson and the shagabonds mm-hmm. with carl and, yeah uh, and uh, that was great and just to be on stage and there's your dad how cool yeah. is that it's like, yeah, amazing, how cool yeah. was it where you got a season ticket with your dad
2: yeah like you know and well really. wh- when um dad's um been in his for a few bands and stuff, hasn't he? In mm-hmm. the past, and um, his latest one, the Shore that was quite a few years back now. But um, when me and Robbie used to go and see him, like how that felt was amazing. So I can't imagine how it must have felt to be so on he's the been stage there with him. Him. Him, yeah. Do
0: you know? I didn't know your dad was a musician, a mm. singer, and that until me and Carl got together, which was yeah, about yeah. ten years ago. was very
3: good. Towards the end, then, um, like when he got ill and stuff, was that a difficult time for your family? It
0: was, like, yeah, because um, he told us all about. His illness and we had a bit of a family meeting and he got a choice of um, treatments and one of them was a radiation treatment an experimental treatment that um he, he was on and i had to take him to Birmingham every day for this radiotherapy and we've become really close then you know mm. what i mean every day for i think it was six weeks so uh, he, he was doing well and he was having a bit of uh herbal cannabis can i say that mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, as part of his treatment and folks were coming up to me going i thought your dad's got cancer i says uh yeah he has he, says, he looks great he did he looked absolutely great yeah and then all of a sudden they changed his treatment to these capsules like chemo capsules so he thought i'm not going to take the uh cannabis cannabis yep. uh, mm-hmm. whatever it was uh, i'm just going to take these and that was in the october and he passed away in yeah. Feb. he just went downhill so fast mm-hmm. mega quick but we had him home, and my mum and my sister and Connie and uh, Louise, and, and I chipped in as well. They looked after him amazingly. Mm. But I was with him on his last last night when we'd gone to bed, Oh, amazing. And we had a treetops cancer care from home. They yeah. came in. And I just got down on the settee, and she said, I think you better come in. Um, he's, he's on his, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we made sure we got him looking cleaned him up and uh, had a bit of time then I, I woke him up and then he just passed away which wasn't too long of him mega suffering if you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I'm glad we he came home uh, to, for his final days I wouldn't have liked to have been in hospital for his final days but nah. uh, you just think to yourself if he'd carried on Using the cannabis, uh, whatever it was he was it's taking, it's like CBD oil, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like he put it on a biscuit.
3: Yeah, there's, a, there's a well, you know, it's quite a controversial topic, really. Um, but there's a lot of people who, um, and there's a lot of sort of research as well um, on the benefits of that, particularly mm. for things like cancer. And uh, there's a lot of people who swear by CBD oil. There's a lot of people who just take it who aren't even ill. They just it just helps them yeah. in general in daily life and stuff. Um, so yeah, you can see how those absolutely.
0: Yeah, but when he stopped taking it to take these capsules. He just went downhill so fast. He stopped coming to Derby. He didn't eat. Uh, so part of, uh, we had a conversation with him. I said, "What happened if we, if he kept taking?" Mm. That? You know, mm. not saying he'd still be here yeah. today, but he uh, know how, how, how old was he then when he died? At Sixty-nine. Yeah, it's quite young, isn't it? Really? It is. I think so. But none of our family lived past seventy. My grandmas, I think my granddad did, uh, but my grandmas, my uncles and aunties, my mm. uncle, my dad's brother died at thirty-seven. Wow. Heart attack, fishing. And he was as thin as... He was
2: so I made mate. Don't we'll edit that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was as thin as you? Yeah. But, so, yeah. My gra- none of us live past 70. I mean, my mum's 70 in um, June. Yeah. The, this month, June the 25th. Uh, she's plodding on... They're going to say, how's yeah. your mum been then, since then? Well, since my dad died and she got broken into... Uh, someone's had to stop with her like overnight you know so we take it as a family we take it in turns but obviously with this coronavirus she's had to stop on her own yeah but we go down every day sit on the patio she'll talk to us through the window pot of tea Mm. and uh, but she's been amazing yeah amazing and she looks great you know
3: yeah so i I really vividly remember your mum and dad like from when we were younger when we used to come to your shows and stuff like I've, i've got one very strong memory of being in um, you tell me the name of the club it's across the road from Barclays Bank in SWAD SWAD Cons SWAD Cons yeah and it was when you were in the band because you were playing keyboard and your dad was there and your yeah. mum and like the whole group like us and our mum Dead German like like yeah yeah packed like quite regularly that used to happen didn't yeah. it um, yeah yeah I remember your dad being like you say a right legend really he was for this area.
0: no one had a bad word I mean his funeral was they couldn't get him in they couldn't yeah. get them in I mean there's loads of funerals like that but literally couldn't get them in and I did his service I don't oh know how wow. I've got the strength to do mm. that. Um, my mum says, do you want to do it? I said, ask me on the day. And then we had a, because my dad wasn't religious, so we had a, a atheist, Atheist, is it? yeah. Yeah. She comes says, she welcomed everybody. She says, I think Mark wants to, you know, say a few words. Well, I ended up doing the service, because we had a, an hour service. Yeah. And we just talked and we laughed yeah that's, know, that's how
3: he would have wanted it though isn't it absolutely yeah
0: we had a great great uh, We had a great send-off and then back to the social club for a few sandwiches and uh, uh, a pot of tea <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah i wish he was around to see the sam bailey tour and on some of these stages yeah i but really say, do
3: was there anything that you did in the time when he was alive that he sort of specifically said to you that he was like, proud of you for or anything like that or when he's every day yeah
0: Whether it be singing in his pub, which he had the Angel, the Greyhound, the Domino at Hodson, which was Mm. the Snooty Fox towards the end, Mm -hmm. and Church Gresley Memorial Club, which your mum used to come. Yeah, the one uh, near Gresley Park, it's a car park now, isn't it? It's now, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, he was was mega proud. Basically doing what he said I could do, you know, and earn Mm. money from it. So yeah, he, he's very, very. He always used to want me to do more, but I'm, i I'm a bit set in my ways. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm earning a nice little living, so I, I really am happy. Yeah. You know, I tried the X Factor thing. I seen what it was about. Not for me, but he, th- he thought I could. You know, go knock it. He, yeah, yo, got knock doors, lad. Yo, yeah, it's not gonna come to you. Yo, yeah, got gonna knock on doors. So, I said, Dad, it's not as simple as that. You know, mm. and it's not, but. You know, he he just wanted the best.
3: Yeah, I think you can you can um, underappreciate the fact that you know you've done your entire life, you've worked professionally as a singer. Yeah, and how many people would love to do that for a, Like I'm I'm one. For, I would love 100%. to be able to do that as a profession, as a job. Mm. Do you know what I mean?
0: Whether you're singing to one person or hundred thousand people, if you ain't got to go down a, a pit or work in a hole, exactly. Yeah, do something you hate doing how lucky is that yeah, mm, yeah definitely
2: we're yeah. so just coming to the end now so just a few questions to to wrap up a bit of reflection um, so looking back at um, you know where you are now all the way back to when you started out singing is there anything you'd do differently if you could rewind the time
0: yeah there is I'd, yeah. I'd unfortunately this business is all about looks as well as talent mm-hmm. so I think I would have in the 90s a lot of people that I've worked with that have stars in the 60s, like Brian Paul and that, they always said to me, if you were around, if you was around in the 60s and the 50s, you'd have been a star. Mm. It's you know, it's as simple as that. It, but when I started out early 90s, it was the boy band era, you know, boy zone like and Backstreet Boys. That. I look nothing like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I would have done if I could have my time again was lose a bit of weight early mm-hmm. and see where that took us. Because, you know, know, I enjoyed singing and a lot of people said I was good at it. So if I got the looks as well, you never know. Mm. Uh, That's the only thing I'd change. Really? Absolutely, yeah. uh, You've got to have bad gigs Mm -hmm. and you've got to have crap times to appreciate the good ones. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. I think.
2: Two final questions. The first one, um, a really simple one. What makes you happy?
0: When are you at your happiest? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I love great food and good company. I, I like that. Also, like being at home. I've, I've. Do you know what I've enjoyed? The lockdown itself. Mm. Me, Louise, going down my Mum's having a little barbecue and a pot of tea. She's, you know. Well, like the simplicity just, of it. Yeah. I yeah. Love it. I love the fact that uh, we call it locky-down time. Well, we just put the telly on. I mean, that's me anyway. I love my own company. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, love to be with Lou. And things, uh, yeah. So, I'm, I'm happiest when I've got a good plate of food in front of me, yeah. Good film on,
3: all right. So, the last question then of the day, um, if you go back and give one piece of advice to the 18 year
0: old, you what would it be? 18 year old mate, uh, oh, well, the school time's passed, so that's that's out the question. 18 year old mate was, um, oh live live life first live it like i never went on holiday with my mates because i didn't fly mm. you know what i mean I, i'd mm-hmm. love to have done that yeah love to have gone on holiday with some like a lads holiday yeah and... never did it mm. never did it uh well i, I don't want to say you know don't get married because i was happy we had a great home jackie was a great wife uh we had a lovely daughter a bit early in <laughs> hindsight in hindsight, yeah, Jackie wasn't. She was, I think, about 26, 27 yeah. mm-hmm. uh, when when we got married. I was, like, 19 going on 20. So, yeah, probably just a little bit, just 25 before you even think about getting married. Yeah. yeah. That would be my idea. Yeah. How old are you boys now?
2: I'm 25. I'm 26. I'm 23.
0: Yeah. So are you at the age? But well, yeah, I've been with Louise mm. over two years now.
2: Um, Still time, there's loads of time. Neither of us are in, are in a rush, which is mm. really nice. There's no need to rush. Plus,
0: he's got yeah. a
3: potential stag do coming up, so there's your lads' holiday Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I look at
0: it like this, you've got better things to spend your money at the minute. Like yeah, we want to get our own house and stuff. There you so. go. There you go. Me and Louise were together since nineteen, two Sorry, 2009. Mm-hmm. So, we were engaged for quite a while. Mm. And we can't
2: feed a horrendous uh, Starbucks addition, um, addiction <laughs> if we uh, get married now. Do you like just yeah. Do you really? I, I had my first coffee ever two years ago, at the age mm. of twenty-three. I've only had one, one ever or since. two in my whole life. I don't, I'm not. I'm, I'm not one it. of these addicts who needs it all the time.
0: You're not talking <laughs> like a cup of coffee in the house. You no, it's like
3: latte. Is I'm talking nice about like
2: stuff. yeah, latte and don't stuff. Don't bother. D- don't bother me. No, see, I don't like the instant stuff. You make it. I love I'm Kenko. Sound like a snob.
0: Kenko. Yeah, you like proper stuff, don't you? Mm. But I'm not a coffee person, <laughs> I'd rather have an oxo. <laughs> right, that is
2: all for us. Yeah, have you enjoyed it? Loved it,
0: yeah, absolutely loved it. We could have talked about loads of stuff, we could, yeah, yeah. but I'm part sure we'll
2: two. have a part two coming, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for part coming, two coming soon <laughs> to a theater near you. <laughs> um, yeah, so give us a like, give us a subscribe, there'll be more of this coming um and we'll put a few links uh, for, to some of your stuff as well on there cool um and hopefully you can k- crack on with the live stuff that Absolutely you did yeah. yesterday that went really <laughs> well <laughs> yes yeah, so if you
3: missed that yesterday go check out mark's live and uh, yeah subscribe to the channel like the video and share it um to your friends as well thank you for watching thank you
2: bye everybody amazing awesome Cheers, Mark.